Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We have loved spending the last six weeks with you talking about Love is the Resistance. Thank you guys for your support for the book. Thank you so much for showing up and showing out and messaging me. And I just, I really enjoyed this podcast series with you guys. And um, it seems like you guys enjoyed it as well. So thank you again for your support. Man, we are all trying to figure out how to get to know each other in a different way, how to redraw all the boundary lines, how to, you know, say yes to people, how to say no to people. I mean, we are all figuring this relationship thing out after the last 18 months and I'm so thankful that we're able to do this together and today we have such a fun episode plan we're taking a little detour from our regular programming for those who are new we often will revisit you know this type of episode um, because it's just fun to talk about our must-haves and the things that we're doing right now that are working and the things that we enjoy or like and so that's what this episode is all about it's about the must-haves in our lives, everything from, you know, podcasts to books to the humans to all the things. And so that's what we're here to talk about today. So welcome, Wytho fam. Oh, this is a fun one. You guys get a little peek in how we operate or you might be disappointed with us. You might be impressed. Oh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> of the things we love, the things we don't like. It's all. There's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yes. Okay. Ashley, we need to start at the beginning. <laughs> of how we clothe ourselves because you learned much earlier than I did on when to invest in certain pieces. Some pieces they can come from the H&M. They can you can get them on the Target end cap, but some pieces are worth the investment, especially that clothe your donk and donk. So, would you tell the good people how and why it's necessary to buy jeans that actually fit your body? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I think I have to start with saying that I'm six foot two. So there is no way for me to just walk into an H&M and find jeans. You know, I never shopped at Forever 21, not only because it's full throttle slave labor, but also because nothing in there would ever even consider fitting me. (laughs) So I have discovered a deep and abiding passion for jeans that I love. And I will pay whatever it costs if they work. And I love them. I will make sacrifices other places to buy some jeans that I love because I am grown and I like good jeans. That's that. I mean, it's a thing, you people. Quality over quantity. It really is necessary. Hey, until yesterday, I have to tell you, Ashley, I only owned one pair of jeans because I got rid of all the cheap stuff. Wait, the cheap what? Stuff that didn't well, fit. what were you wearing? I don't understand. Oh, but you well, love sweats and leggings and things like yeah. that, don't you? Ooh, yeah, that's leggings. the thing. Leggings are okay. not for me. Okay. I don't like just the sweat. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Let's call them joggers. It makes me sound like I'm a little more put together. Sweats it evokes this like 1980s image of a kid going to fifth grade in their ankle ankle sweatpants. Anyway, at least it invokes a picture of my husband in his sweatpants. He wore sweatpants every day to school. Like that's K so through funny. Eight. K through oh eight. Oh my gosh. Actually. I mean, I was an athlete, so sweatpants are like part of your life growing up, and. They have no negative connotation, only positive, and you wear oh, full sweats that you love. Go. Yeah, so for me, sweats are like, yeah, and joggers <laughs> stir up this preppy, like, 
um, housewife vibe. So for yeah, all I of love you who like joggers, right? <laughs> Give me the preppy housewife vibe. That's no what offense. I'm going. That's my. Yeah. When that's I say sweats, I mean they're nice. They're nice, they're nice sweats. Like they look good. They're monochromatic. They look nice. You know, they're super monochromatic. <laughs> they're and they're not like sweat material. You know what I'm saying? They're not cotton. They're like cotton meets spandex meets polyester. <laughs> They're a great blend. Well, I feel like I've dug myself in this hole, but people, what I'm trying to say is what Ashley just said. I'm 5'1", so she is a foot and an inch taller than me, but jeans are also very difficult to find when you are shorter than the population of 5'5 to 5'9". And so finding pants that aren't three to four inches longer than my feet is not the easiest. (laughs) And I have invested in the last goodness, probably two years in waiting till I find something that really fits because I'm the queen of like, oh, this will do versus like, I love this piece. And Mm -hmm. I've arrived to the note, unless I love it, I'm not going to buy it, which means sometimes I'm willing to pay a little bit more when Mm -hmm. I do find something I love. Now, where have you found jeans that you love? Now I need to know. Tell the people. Mm -hmm. Well, I love Madewell. That's for sure my favorite jean company. I love almost everything they make. I think they're fabulous. They fit so nicely, um, look so good. And I like that they make, you know, jeans for everybody. I like that. I like free people jeans. Those are super nice. And I like some jeans from the top shop. And every now and then I'll buy something from the Gap. Um, But yeah, I like, but only if it's like, sorely discounted <laughs> okay when you were in high school was the gap like all the rage because it was all it the wasn't rage. no <gasps> it wasn't oh it was no. so and cool we here. grew up in like a tiny town you know so you had to drive an hour to go to a place like the gap so nobody cared that much so we had like belks and dillards and i remember like jordash jeans and levi's and oh, lee's yeah, yeah. if you remember oh those. yeah <laughs> yeah i sold those at walmart i remember those yeah and i did have a few pairs of abercrombie jeans um that i really loved <laughs> well foreshadowing there people um mm-hmm. i um the gap was also about an hour away for us, but that's how you knew the people who were styling is their mama drove them the hour <laughs> to the gap and they got the gap jeans and they got the gap sweatshirt to go with it of the, just the GAP across the front. And I was like, they've arrived, they've arrived. And here's the rest of us. <laughs> um, I, I'm in love with Topshop jeans. I love the Jamie, which is like their signature jean that comes in every color, every wash um, and a made well, are, do you have the road tripper? I know those are like the cult following gene that they make that, no, that particular. I don't, I don't actually know what any of my made well jeans are called, but I love okay. them very much. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Um, your trip to the gap makes me realize, you know what the gap, they got still showing up for us. They're still giving us jeans that aren't like, I mean, yeah, I know they're going with the trends, but jeans that you can gown on. <laughs> That's all I want. Yeah, their jeans are really basic, to be honest. And, you know, sometimes you just need a good basic jean. (laughs) Yeah, I can't do, I can't do the, like, ultra high waist with the barrel leg. I can have one or the other. Preferably not the barrel leg. I'm all about that high waist life. But this barrel leg situation when you're only 5'1". Right. I just look like a, yeah, it's not great. Right. I love them. I just bought some from, um free people that are super wide leg and really, like, fun and fringy on the bottom. And I love them. Oh. Until you mentioned free people today, I didn't even know they made denim. I didn't even know they were a (laughs) denim producer in this world. Oh, yeah. That's all I buy from there because, you know, it's way too, like, bohemian for me. Um, So bohemian. You know, my my style is just not that. I like really simple pieces that last for 10 years. (laughs) Their jeans definitely do that, but I'm not going to go in there and get, like, some kind of flowy little thing because it just looks weird on me. 
But there are plenty of people I know who do free people, and they look fabulous. Yeah, their totally. Their vibe, totally. If you're into the boho thing, I am also not into the boho thing. I like a super classic black, white, gray. Mm-hmm. It's so boring. I'm, but you know what? I go wild on the lipstick. I go wild. Yeah, same. Totally. Um, That's a must-have also, the shoes. is lipstick. <laughs> oh, yes. Also, you posted a lipstick recently that people were going gaga over, as was I. I think I tried to track it down recently. And mm-hmm. it was a drugstore lipstick, wasn't it? I got it at Ulta, so I don't think, oh, I don't know, to okay. be honest. Um, That's mid-grade, right? NYX called Hot Pink, but I love it. Oh, it's fabulous. It's yeah. It's a ministry, really. It's a whole ministry. Uh-huh. Just that and color. And it just changes your you whole outfit. I mean, you know, to yes. put on a red lip, a pink lip, a burgundy lip, like it all, it just, you're a different person and you didn't even change your outfit. And you can wear a tank top and jeans and some nice shoes and some lipstick and some hoops oh. and yes, you're done. Girl. Like you're oh. super dressed up for wherever you're going. And I, I vibe with that. I'm currently wearing hoops and lipstick and I feel like a 10 That's for those right. reasons alone. That's exactly right. There you yep, go. that's my other must-have hoops. It's just necessary. Hoops. I have about a million. Uh, you're like you're like a hoop expert, a hoop connoisseur, a hoop collector. You're a hoop collector. How, tell the people how many hoop. I have one pair. How many hoops? Oh hoops? my gosh, I don't even know. I'd probably say like ten or twelve, because I keep them everywhere. I keep some in the car. I keep some by the bed. I keep some in my purse, and I keep some in my bathroom. But I I've been had, like I this thought since you were going to say kid. six. I thought you were going to say Oh, yeah, no, probably a dozen, because I have some that are square, some that are small, some that are big, some that are medium-sized, some that are twisted, some that are just clean lines. Yeah, so I think you need a good variety of hoops. But literally, that's how I was raised. Like, everyone in my hometown did hoops growing up. Everybody still wears hoops. Well, and it was the 90s, right? Like Yeah, and the 80s, wasn't it? I don't know. I've been doing it forever. Oh. The Southeast is just full of hoops. That's what you need to know. (laughs) (laughs) And for those wondering, we're talking about earrings, hoop earrings. Yeah. What else did y'all think we were talking about? Basketball? (laughs) I mean, surely the people know that we're not on this podcast talking ESPN basketball. No, we're not. You know, like they know. Your height and you're from the South. So I I understand how they can maybe go there. Maybe. Um, uh, so yesterday I went to the Nordstrom Rack because it just opened in my town. And you guys, for years, I've said to my husband, if they just had a rack, I think I'd be, they've got a Sephora, an Apple store, both necessities when you need your tinted moisturizer and a cord. But if we just had a rack, I'd be so pleased. And yesterday, of course, the line was much longer than I anticipated. It was wrapped around the building. And then I was like, nope, not, nope, 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 not doing that. So we went back a couple hours later because I'm not giving up. And I pa- found a pair of Hudson jeans for like $55 and they're the most Bam. beautiful things. And they have such structure, yes. high-waisted. Yes. I'm not super into the overly distressed knee thing. I'm kind sure. of, I'm kind of over More that. classic than that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah. I, again, because I, <laughs> this is mm-hmm. now my second pair of pants. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I need something that's super basic. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good. You guys, I, if, if I can find a way to not wear jeans, I will, but also not wear leggings because. I can't. I can't do that. You're not down for that. I'm not down for that. I'm not not down for any sort of anything tight around my stomach. But you know what? This is a me issue. I understand that. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I feel like all holds bar, like with fashion in the last 18 months, everybody's like completely changed the way they live, the way they dress. Like dress, you know, I I still wore jeans all through the pandemic because I love them. You guys, she wore jeans. Did you hear that? I did. Yeah. You know, it was part of my process, like to wake up, put some jeans on, like feel like I'm, you know, in, I'm feel like I'm in the day. And that was something that just helped me, you know, um, very much. So I really do love it. 
And I put sweatpants on at the end of every day because that makes me feel like, okay, my work is finished. My day is finished. I can start to relax, go cook some food. Like it's So this is how you mark your me. days is by, by your is. pants. Absolutely. Or d- d- by getting dressed, you know, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Especially working from home. I feel like I just needed that separation. Yeah. Um, that was so, so helpful. And I loved it. I feel like I'm a little convicted right now about maybe I should get together more, but I know so I think I've everybody's different. Before, but... Some people couldn't care less. You know, I have right. friends who are like, no, I'm going to wear sweats to do everything today. And I feel wonderful about that choice. You know, here's the thing. As <laughs> shallow as the psychology <laughs> might sound, the idea that we feel how we look, I really do believe it holds some I value. I do too. Oh it, man, It's really true. It's absolutely true. And you don't have to look like, you know, G'd up all the time. But I definitely think like, yeah, there's something to putting a little effort in to make you feel like, okay, I'm awake. I'm alive. I'm starting my day. Here we go. Exactly. I love it. Here for it. Um, Listeners, if you want to go the Tiffany route, feel free to throw in some joggers, preferably from Costco. And put a jean jacket with it and some real, (laughs) some real sweet kicks and some hoops, of course, hoops and some lipstick. And you'll, you'll be nearly there. But yes. I'm really, I, I had a come to Jesus moment of like, you know what? I'm a woman of a certain age. I just can't roll yeah. up in sweatpants all the time. I need to put on jeans. So hence my yeah. search for jeans that have a lot. Here's another thing. I would love to hear your perspective on jeans. I, I can't do the overly stretchy. I need some structure. Oh, same. I just don't think, I don't like the way they feel. I mean, I enjoy, yeah. you know, just having jeans that that fit I don't like I mean if I wanted to wear leggings I would wear them exactly. you know what I mean like I don't exactly that whole jeggings phase I was no. like I'm out on this guys like out. yep you guys are doing too much <laughs> also like, it's just very... wear leggings if you want to wear them yes. we don't need jeggings you know like stop it stop the madness <laughs> the jeggings movement isn't over though when you go shopping for jeans accept. it's still very I'm like these shouldn't stretch like this is well I feel like jeans. that's why I don't shop at places like H&M for jeans because that's all they have they have like one decent pair that is not you know half stretchy or all the way stretchy you know and then you put them on you wear the stretchy ones for a day and now you got saggy crotch Mm -hmm. and saggy butt and and nothing (laughs) looks good and you're like what did i buy these for if i can only wear them once you know like I buy jeans to, to wear them much more than one time. You know it's a bad day when your <laughs> jeans start to pill. Your jeans yeah. shouldn't be able to pill. That's not Correct. <laughs> that should be happening. That like, should no. be happening. If you can work out in them, you shouldn't be wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stop. if you can go to yoga in your jeans, then we might have got a problem. <laughs> not right. <laughs> oh, you know what though? I got mad respect when you show up to the Planet Fitness because it's only ten dollars a month, and you see somebody next to you on the treadmill in their jeans. <laughs> You're just like, you know what? I'm just glad you're here. I'm glad you're To be honest, I've never seen that in any gym I've ever been to. So it must be, you know, Planet Fitness must be a special place in Oh, Tacoma. it is. It's a, I know. Planet Fitness nationwide is pretty, I mean, usually, you know, they're known to be subpar. No toilet paper in the bathrooms. No, what? <laughs> Have the machines broken. I'm so oh, sorry, Planet Fitness, man. if you're listening. I'm so sorry. We're probably it's never going to okay. get any I'm sort so of ad sorry, spend everyone. from you. I understand completely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, again, forgive me if you attend a Planet Fitness. I also attended Planet yeah, Fitness for approximately four years. It was yeah. very economical, but many a time did I have buddies to the left and right who were jeaning it at the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. 
much. That's too much. Uh, but thus concludes our segment on jeans for grown people. Moving on, Ashley, <laughs> besides that lip, is there any other, like, little makeup item that you have been, like, absolutely loving? Mm, I love drunk elephants. They have this, um, it's basically like a... It has 30 SPF and it's a tent, like it's a little what? tent lotion that you can put on and it glows and it's really nice. So I can just throw that on when I'm in the car, throw on some mascara, do my brows and put on some lipstick and I'm done. And I really, really like it. It travels nicely. That's actually how I just discovered it. Um, a friend gave me like a little travel kit of drunk elephant stuff. So it had like oh, moisturizer wow. and the eye cream and like several things in there and it had a little small bottle of the um of the tinted moisturizer and so i just started buying it because i love it so much and it has like these little beads in it so it also kind of exfoliates as you put it on i love it it brings me so much joy and it's a day cream because <laughs> it has the tint yes exactly oh my goodness yeah it's so nice can we just give a shout to whoever is in marketing at drunk elephant oh I just it, i'm drawn like a siren the it's just yes. the most beautiful product the packaging they work i mean their yeah, moisturizer it's, it's heaven the eye stuff is so good i love their face cleanser like it it's worth every penny in my opinion i did spur splurge on the cleanser oh, uh, that is fab. the that is the one like full-size drunk elephant product mm-hmm. i bought because it's the only thing under 50 dollars. Mm-hmm. but i was like this is the moisturizer is only 30. Was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, they're 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 pulling their weight over there at the Drunk Elephant. They're I am doing pleased. it. I agree I'm with that. Pleased. Mm-hmm. For me, this is a drugstore purchase, but it is a brow pen, and it's like a thick crayon, almost like a almost like a thick uh, eye not eyebrow, but like a color pencil, if you will. Nice. And it's thicker, but more of like a crayon consistency. And I have gotten more compliments on this thick crayon because you basically you just can't mess up. If you start to mess up, you can just wipe it off right then and there. It won't it won't tattoo it on or anything like that. Love that. Just Maybelline. It's just studio effect. Maybelline studio effect. I highly recommend it. It is I think it's like you know seven bucks. And I often will leave it on. And it even says like twenty four to forty eight hour last because they know we're not washing that stuff off once yeah. you get it perfect. <laughs> and it does. It'll stay on for like and especially after working out because when I work out, I'll usually just put on mascara and. Um, and fill in my brows and to look awake and alive. And that feels put together to me. So I highly that. recommend, highly recommend. It's good. It's so good. Yeah. Skincare. I'm the girl who I'm just suck a, such a sucker for skincare. I just love it. I'm like, oh, that random thing that I might never use that Korean face mask that smells like roses. Yes, please. I love it all so much. <laughs> just line it up. And then I save it for like one week and then do it all. <laughs> Oh, you do? And just like do it all in a day or something? Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. It's so nice. I'm so here for it. There's this awesome brand called Ordinary and everything in there is completely affordable. So if you are one of those people who's like, look, I can't afford to spend, which is most people, by the way. Yeah. um, You know, I can't afford to spend like $100 on a peel or, you know, different things like that. They, everything they have cost between like you know, 10 and $20 and they have peels and serums and like all these awesome things. So I bought the serum recently. I've always used, I mean, I'm sorry, I bought the peel recently because I've always used the serum. It's really nice. But this peel, it's like super red on your face. If you have sensitive skin, I don't recommend and you leave it on for 10 minutes and it does like a full throttle chemical peel. And oh it's, my it's goodness. like maybe $15 or something. And it <gasps> makes your skin just glow and feel like velvet when you're done. So if anybody needs that, highly recommend you could get it at Sephora or Ulta or wherever you get, you know, 
beauty products you can't get at the Target. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's fabulous. <laughs> uh, I would just like to second this. Ashley introduced me to Ordinary Summer of 2018. And it is also just the branding's beautiful. The black and white. Mm-hmm. Look at me. All I care about is the branding, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it it's such high performance, beautiful products. And I'm like, well done being affordable. And the fact that Sephora is selling something so affordable. I'm here for it. Yes, me too. Here I love for it. it. Oh, so good. So good. Okay, Ashley, tell me about podcasts you were listening to recently. Anything that doesn't suck? Yes. I mean, there's a few. I don't know how I feel about this one. I I texted Tiffany yesterday. I'm committed to listening to it now and finishing it, but the Mars Hill podcast, Mm. it feels like it's getting worse every episode. And I could be wrong. mm. But I'm not enjoying it like I was when it first started. And I think part of it is, you know, they shared this week about how they are, you know, having to take breaks and some of the interviews that they were supposed to have, they're no longer able to use and different things like that. But I this this week it opened and I was like, I don't even know what you guys are talking about or why. How is this person even remotely from 1912 remotely connected to this overarching story of Mark Driscoll and the fall of Mars Hill? So I was really enjoying that one. But I have to say. I'm not now. (laughs) There is another podcast I love very much called The Popcast. I find that one to be very fun and lighthearted. And I love true crime podcasts. I'm listening to the second season of To Live and Die in L.A., which also same thing. The first season was so good and compelling, and I loved it. And this this season feels a little... um, I don't know. It feels a little amateur, like they're trying to figure this thing out, but using all these very silly ways of doing it. Um, mm. My only other one that I really loved lately is I, I listen to Code Switch on NPR oh, regularly. Yeah. It's one of my favorites, but they just did a podcast called The Folk Devil Made Me Do It. And it basically uses research and people groups and different things like that to understand why people do moral panics. And they specifically hone in on critical race theory and why people at school boards and different things like that are freaking out about it what what critical race theory really is and they go in and explain the sort of phenomenon of moral panic how it happens how it's happened throughout history and kind of why we why we do it and so I found that research to be absolutely fascinating that is an excellent podcast for anyone who has been listening to the you know uh, critical race theory debate or watching what's happening Mm -hmm. in school boards across america and if you don't live here you know it's been pretty wild to see how people are turning up um and you know saying and communicating things and there's no real balance in a lot of these places so i thought that the moral panic podcast was very very helpful to kind of understand that Ooh, we'll have so to link that. That recently. sounds so good. I just wrote that down. I'm really l- looking forward to listening to that. And I think, because sometimes you just wonder, you're like, what's everyone freaking out about? Totally. What, what, you know? And to yes. to understand how and why this happens. Oh, gosh. It was really good. Love it. Love it. Looking forward to that one. Okay. I also want to comment on the rise and fall of Mars Hill. I was, I was really interested, I think, especially living in the Seattle area and being very Mars Hill adjacent. And there mm-hmm. was a Mars Hill campus um, not far from the church I worked at. And, uh, and there were just a huge presence in, uh, Tacoma where I live, but obviously in the greater Pacific Northwest and across the nation. And obviously Mark's more global influence in the church at the time was, uh, undeniable. It was undeniable. Mm -hmm. So I was really fascinated because so much of what they talked about, I watched happen in real time. And it feels like yesterday. I just remember all of this. I remember when he, my, my husband came to faith listening to Driscoll podcasts and he's since, um, not, not, not a fan. Not a fan, but um, but it also it, it it invited 
a man in his 20s who felt far from the Lord to go deeper and to essentially grow up in who the Lord was. And so there was a, you, mm-hmm. and, and Ashley and I have talked about this privately, but you can see why this was so effective in calling out men. Right. Um, it, it, it was in a way. And then of course it's, it's, it's been corrupted as we're learning about on this podcast, but I have also fallen off the bandwagon. I think, um, just the perspective of the podcaster, it's hard to be objective on something that a didn't happen that long ago. B this person still exists and is still doing ministry and C you have your own bias belief about what matters or how church should be done, how people should be reached and served. And that's clearly coming out in these latter episodes or Mm -hmm. who they're even listening to. And, um, as I've posted about it, especially living here, so many of the women that I minister to on the daily here in the Tacoma area, they used to go to Marcel. And so I've gotten a lot of emails and direct messages of women who are like, oh, I remember this and I remember this. It's interesting of the people they're even interviewing, to your point, Ashley, that you said earlier, because those were also the people who were part of the problem. Absolutely. Um, So it's just, it's interesting how we value who has power, who's abused it, who's on the outside looking in and their level of culpability. So I think, um, I think it's just a really dicey thing to dissect when it's still a pretty fresh wound. We're talking about something that only happened six years ago, not 50 years ago. Sure. Um, Which yeah, could be why people so, are less likely to come forward or speak up or right? talk about it's it. Fresh. You know what I mean? It's like, it's really, Especially it spiritual is. trauma. That takes a exactly. minute to heal from. It does. And you're going to go public like that. I mean, that's a, that is a hard thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, literally millions of people are listening to this podcast. So I too have kind of fallen off the bandwagon. In fact, I haven't listened to the last two because I was like, I don't know about this anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, not quite sure. And then as far as, um, I haven't done as many podcasts besides that one, but I have done a, a fair amount of audiobooks, Um, and I'm listening to, and I'm loving how the word is passed by Clint Smith. Um, if you follow him, him on Twitter, he's just yeah. incredible, such a gift to honestly, this moment in history, I think, you know, books are going to be written about him and the way he educated us um, and the way he walks out history. But it's such a humble, vulnerable look at plantations in the South and Mm -hmm. ones in his home state of Louisiana and elsewhere and how we are telling the stories of the black community and black history and who, who are we letting, um, tell the narrative and quite literally, how are we passing the word of history? So highly recommend it's fresh. It's so honest written from this perspective of a black man and he narrates it as well, which has been a really, really wonderful treat. So highly recommend that that is something that is falls under podcast and or audiobook that does not suck. I love that. It's been really, really good. One of my favorite audiobooks this year um, that I just finished maybe a month ago was um, Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. And man, it's so good. It's about this therapist. She kind of is narrating her, her you know, journey with her patients and then also her internal process, like what she's also healing from with her therapist and oh, going wow. through a bad breakup and, you know, listening, like she's meeting with a narcissist trying to figure out if he can actually ever change. And she's meeting with another woman who's um, at, in her cancer 
journey and is, you know, near death and gets this job at Trader Joe's because she just wants to be around people and just wants a simple way of living. And that's how she wants to finish her life. And like another couple who's working through a fertility journey. And somehow she tracks through all these stories and allows the reader or the listener in my case to be able to process like life and what it looks like Mm. when our lives intersect and how we see each other and how we connect with one another. And I really enjoyed it. Um, Trigger warning for anybody who likes, who doesn't like cussing because she definitely cusses some in the book. Um, But I just, I really loved it. It was so life-giving and funny. Like I couldn't wait to get in my car and laugh every single time I turned it on. So that, that Mm. one is also worth your time. (laughs) Um, I am pleased to share that I just put picked up that book at a book swap oh it's it's really good I mean obviously I didn't read it so I don't know how it reads but man the audio was really great and the narrator oh, was I'm wonderful so <laughs> um one more book to add is stand by stand by wait for it you know what people I'm realizing I already told you about it so I don't need to go into it too much but crying in H Mart I still can't get over it so good I loved it just the perspective of a woman who is mixed race um, Korean and realizing what it's like to lose her mom and what that means for her identity to her culture Mm. and food and her way of living and moving in the world highly recommend oh so So, so so good so okay For our last little segment, let's talk about people we love. People we love. People you go for love. it. Oh, I got to say, I'm here for the teachers, y'all. I'm just so grateful for our <laughs> yes. teachers out there. If you're yes. a teacher, if you know a teacher, if you are married to a teacher, if you pass a teacher at Starbucks, would you just say thank you? Yeah. They are educating in this pandemic and yes. these crazy times and trying and to dealing manage with it all. Crazy parents. On all sides of the political spectrum, you know, like that's really hard. 100%. Uh, Last night we had back to school night and I I was fighting back tears just in gratitude of how beautiful it is to see um, these teachers love our kids so well and want so much for their flourishing. So I'm just, I'm I'm all about the teachers today. Can't even begin to share my excitement. I really love that. Yeah, I think that I've been so grateful for, you know, the people in my life. I I definitely have feel like I've been making so many intentional choices to rest in this last season, even in the Mm. midst of things going on. And I've found such a great level of tender space to process and to um, think through like the future and to talk through what things look like. And just I think that people like what we've gone through has either made each of us double down on some things in a way that's maybe not great for relationships or it's made us a more soft place to land oh and i've found that to be really true and in my my friendships and the people close to me i found found it to be a soft place to land to talk through things and go what does the future look like and what do we really want and is this still okay and do we still want to do this or that and really leaning into rest and resisting you know, kind of the urgency to to do all the things. And I've just really appreciated that and needed that in this season. And, um, you know, it, I think too, as a mom, you know, just trying to figure out motherhood and what the, what mm-hmm. does this look like to have all these kids in the house? And, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's been really beautiful to just feel like, oh, my community is like, 
midwives, you know, oh, that's <laughs> such a beautiful, beautiful. Oh. and I'm very thankful for that. And I see this in society at large as well. And just, you know, the kindness of strangers and the, the love and tenderness that so many people can have towards you in your day to day life. And again, I know everyone isn't like this. I've had my fair share of people who are not anything close to tender and just want to argue and are very divisive. And it's like, yeah, sure, they exist. But right. overall, my experience has been that some people through this process, you know, strangers and close friends alike are becoming becoming more tender and more open and less judgmental. And I think that that has been a really powerful thing. So like, good for you, humanity. I'm proud of us. (laughs) Well said, Ashley. I love my community. It also serves as midwives. Midwives, not just for the moment of birth, but also our becoming, our family's becoming. Wow, that's so powerful. Ooh, that was good. Um, I also want to add a mantra that's been on repeat in our home. I've been saying it to myself and saying it to my kids is be tender to yourself, be tender to others, be tender to those you don't know. Just this idea of tenderness is so underrated. It is. And I think it will do us all well because when we're first tender to ourselves, then we're operating from a posture where we can see how tenderness is not only a gift to us, but really a gift to other people. Yeah. No one wants to feel rushed or um, divided or, or frustrated. We, we fall into these things and it becomes such an operating system. But if we would just stop and lean into tenderness, I'm just convinced um, we would all benefit from it. I yeah. really do believe that. Oh, For sure. What a word. For sure. What a word. I feel like that last three minutes that you just gave us was a whole sermon. I'm just really, <laughs> I'm like, oh. Oh, I feel like I just got a back rub. That was so nice. I love this, y'all, especially as we head into this fall. The leaves are changing. Life is changing. This was such a beautiful moment to just stop and look about what are the things that have been sweet and and wonderful and good and a breath of fresh air and the little things that make us feel human, like hoops and mascara and brow filling in and all the rest of it. All of it. Oh, yeah. Because each so and every fabulous. day makes up our lives, right? It does. It's all in the ordinary. It's all in the ordinary. And you got to stay sane. For some of us, we got to stay sober. For some of us, we got to stay saved. And so it's so important to have these must-haves in your life. Like, yeah, it's good. And share them with friends because we need each other, you guys. And we love you. We're so proud of you and thankful for this beautiful community. Really glad you're here. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. Stay sane, stay sober, stay saved. <laughs> Over and out. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners. Remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit AshAbercrombie.org. See you next week.